0: Hey, y'all. It's Texas Chicks here.
1: This month, we're here to dive into some of the most haunted places in the country. Whether it leads us down dark alleys, witchy corridors, or rooms that are ran through by ghosts, we're here to cover it.
0: So sit back and relax and enjoy the spooky show. Hey, y'all. It's Texas Chicks here. Um, So before we start I want to acknowledge that yes I do sound congested because I very much am Um, so we're just gonna try to make it through to put today's episode out there still but you know if you hear some sniffles or whatever sneezes from either barb or I it's just allergies we're not sick or anything so yeah welcome to the first episode of October I know we have been sitting here and like talking about it for over a month or whatever but we are super excited for this month's episodes. Uh, Before we get started, how are you doing, Barb?
1: I'm doing good. I had a great weekend. I saw you and hung out with some family. How are you?
0: I'm good as well. I mean, other than feeling congested or whatever, I'm doing great. Uh, We got to go shopping this weekend. Uh, I got to have a date night with Jonathan. And so, yeah, we got to watch Venom, which is super good, but... Yeah, this month, we have decided to do something a little different. We wanted to actually cover a few haunted places, and this is to celebrate October. So, instead of doing, like, killers or whatever, we decided to go into haunted places in Texas. And then, well, I think Texas. I don't know if we decided Texas or all, but um we'll see what happens but i know for the voters episodes we're taking it international so we're super excited about this month uh the voters i know oh my gosh i'm so excited to hear all these stories um but the voters episode of the month is up now so go and vote this one is a little different barb and i will both be covering this month's voters episode so pick two options instead of one and these two options one of us will pick whichever one we want to cover and yeah so there'll be two two stories for this month's episode which we're excited for as well and last but not least don't forget we have merch for sale well are you ready for to start our spooktober episodes
1: oh i'm ready yes
0: i got my information from texashillcountry.com facebook.com, mysanantonio.com, and hauntedrooms.com. So, today we will be taking it back to a little, like, I guess it's not too far back. It was 1950s, not too far back, but we're gonna take it to a creepy hospital that some may have heard of. This particular hospital is one of the most haunted places in Texas. This hospital has seen hundreds and thousands of deaths. And with that, they have lots of ghost friends haunting the hospital to this day. Today, I will be telling you all about the Yorktown Memorial Hospital. When I was looking up this place, I noticed that it looks a lot like a church. And whenever I started researching this, I was like, oh, that kind of makes some sense because it was actually founded by nuns, which I'll talk about a little bit later, but it's a very small hospital. And especially to like, compared to how big some of the hospitals are now, this is a tiny place. So when we post it, y'all, you you guys should go look and see what it looks like. Cause it's pretty small to be considered a hospital. But let's talk about some background information. Uh, This is located in Yorktown, Texas near which is near san antonio it was founded by a group called Philican sisters felician sisters i don't know how to say that word sorry but this group was part of a roman catholic church in 1950. it was open for veterans and soldiers during world war ii then the hospital was closed in 1986 due to a bigger hospital opening in a nearby town um, there were around 500 deaths in six years, which compared to how small the place was, 500 is actually a lot because I could not even see that many people being in that hospital in general. But if you think of World War II, they had to start overpacking a lot of hospitals just to take care of all the soldiers and all the people who were getting injured. So it would reopen in 1988 and I found a few different places where it said 1980 or 1986, but I just went with 88 Um, and it was made into a rehab. So it would then be closed, like completely closed down due to the fact that they could not keep employees here. People would not want to work here. And when they finally found someone, they would quit like they would quit like automatically as soon as they got there and it didn't say why they would quit it would just say they would just leave or whatever whether it be from hauntings whether it be from poor management or whatever it just wouldn't work and it finally had to shut down so this building is a 30,000 square foot building it has a chapel a main floor A basement and a second floor with living space and that living space was like when it was a hospital it was for all the employees and everything and I believe it was the same when it was the rehab it was the living space for all the employees so if you think it only basically had the bottom floor for patients and that's not including all the equipment they had to be had to be in there and part of that was a chapel so it really was not that big there have been TV shows such as Ghost Adventures, which I'm sure all of us know who they who they are. Um, it was also a setting for a movie, for a film called Yorktown in 2011. I've never heard of it, um, but yeah, apparently it's been filmed in whatever. The hospital is now available for tours by the current owners. They that's I mean that's pretty much it for like history I guess I couldn't find too much like further into it or anything I guess because it's not too old compared to a lot of the other places here but yeah I know you want to hear all the scary about like all the scary tours or whatever but I want to talk about the very doctor that would actually cause a lot of the deaths that happened in this hospital there was a doctor that went by the name Dr. Noris- Noriski. I don't know if that's right but he was an older doctor and held the oldest medical license in Texas so you would think like oh this person's experienced, like he knows what he's doing like everything's fine well don't let this fool you because he was actually a terrible person And I couldn't find like a bunch of like backstories or whatever, but I did find one that I found in multiple places and he is only known because of how brutal he was as a doctor, but everything that he did, he apparently would say, oh, it was an accident, but I don't know about that because it seems like most of the things seem like it was too good to be true kind of accidents.
1: I mean, like how many accidents can you have before somebody realizes, okay, it's not an accident because you keep killing people. So, somebody should have like realized that.
0: Yeah, and if you're a doctor, you should have been let go at some point after making so many accidents. Yes. But, for example, he apparently slipped the throat of a patient that he was supposed to be working on their thyroid. Which is in their throat, but, like, how do you just, like, slit their throat open and kill them? You're supposed to be one of the most experienced doctors out there. Like, how is that an accident?
1: And you don't slit that part of the throat. The thyroid's not in the middle of the throat. Like, you would make an incision, like, somewhere on the side to get access to the thyroid. Or you would cause somebody to bleed out like that exactly
0: because you're so close to the carotid artery just yeah it doesn't make sense honestly and medical things probably weren't looked into that often back then but you could see that could have been an accident at some point but I don't know about that because it seems a little too good to be true but let's talk about some of the ghosts that are living there and some say like some that lived there and died there and they're still there. So this is like my favorite part. If you can't tell, um, <laughs> the first one is known as Stacy. She's really known at the hospital as being the most active ghost. When she makes herself known, she likes to show up in her room, which was the room that she used to have when, before she died. And this would, uh, this was on the first floor. So, she is also heard playing in the basement hallways. And some say that she would roll a ball with you in those very hallways. So if you rolled a ball towards her, she would roll it back.
1: Isn't that creepy? Yeah, that's creepy. I don't know about that. And they say that, she, I think somewhere it said like she was
0: like eight and a half years old or something like that. So she's like a child child.
1: Oh, yeah. Roll, roll a ball. ball. Yeah. That has yeah. To be a young ghost. Yeah,
0: and, you know, she's not hurting anybody, right? So I guess that one's fine. But next is the very nuns who opened the hospital. So, of course, there was probably hundreds of nuns or whatever. Not all of them died in this hospital, but the ones that did, you would think that they would be super nice and welcoming. Well, according to some guests, they were pretty violent. Guests would be would have been choked, scratched, and attacked in many different ways. Apparently, they attacked mostly people who were seen to have tattoos. So, yeah, they basically targeted people who had tattoos for some odd reason, I don't know. Um, but they have supposedly been caught in photos, but I could not find any, sadly. I really wanted to find some pictures where it showed like the nuns or whatever, but I guess people haven't posted, but I don't know. I think I have to see it to believe it kind of thing. Yeah. And I'll say later about Reddit, there are a lot of people on Reddit who say like, um, like they've been burned by these nuns because they have tattoos, like they'll get burned where their tattoos are and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I still think I have to see some pictures. But the next ghost friend is Doug Richards, who is said to have been a heavy equipment mechanic who died in 1973. He is seen walking the halls, and they say that he's super, super tall and wears a white t-shirt and jeans, and that's pretty much it. Like He just doesn't do anything, doesn't talk to nobody, just walks the halls and has his, his, I guess that's how they can label him by find, like saying that he wears the same things or whatever. But yeah, they don't know how he died. They don't know anything else about him. And that's if that's completely true. So then there is TJ, who was a patient when it was a rehab. Well, actually, he tried to be a patient when he was a rehab. So he went to the hospital asking for help. Well, when he tried, so apparently in the back door, the only way you you could get the door open is if they opened it from the inside. And he tried to ring the doorbell in the back and he wanted to ask for help, but no one answered. And then he was found the next morning deceased on the doorsteps. So he was calling for help, trying to get them to answer and nobody would answer him, whether it be nobody was by where the ringer alarmed or somebody was asleep at the desk or whatever it may be, he ended up dying. And people say that they see him walking the halls near the back door where he died. oh Yeah, and that's so sad. Like he's there trying to get help, but literally nobody's helping him because they're too busy or overbooked or whatever. But yeah. So last but not least, the story from the stories that I've found about the hospital, this is actually going to be a double homicide. So in this one, it was it was a little confusing because they didn't have names or anything. So I kind of named them myself. But there was a love triangle happening between two employees and a patient or a nurse and two patients, but no one knows for sure. So either way, it was three people. But Anyways, two of them, who we will name Sarah and Tom, were caught by the third one, who we will name Jim. And let's just say Jim did not react in a nice and mannerly way. Jim would take a knife and stab his lover, who is believed to be Sarah, multiple times and kill her. Then, Tom would fight back against Jim and take the knife out of Jim's hands and then he would take Jim's knife and stab him and end up killing Jim so Tom was the only one left that was living so Jim killed Sarah and Tom killed Jim so that's how it was like fusing and he kept saying like oh this person or person one did it to person two and I was like okay look we're just gonna name them a little more easier that way but apparently the very same blood that was on the walls from these two murders is still there so the person who runs the building right now said that they took samples of the blood and said it was tested and it came back as human blood and, of course, I'm sure they can't test, like, if it's exactly those same people's blood because you'd have to have their blood in the system or whatever. But isn't that super creepy that there's still human blood on the walls there?
1: Yeah. But, I mean, I guess it adds to the tourist attraction. Yeah, that's
0: true. They can charge more money now that they have human blood on the walls, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, definitely people want to, go like, go and see that, you know? Yeah,
0: for sure. But... That was just a little bit of a background of the ghosts and that are that are all known to walk the same halls they did in their previous lives. But let's go into, I, I said some stories, but I really could only find one without having to pick and choose what I wanted to write about. But there have been many reports of talking dolls, which that's like, I'm already not going there because I don't like dolls are not my thing but there was talk talking dolls and then there was glowing red eyes so some people would see random glowing red eyes and some people would hear talking dolls and I'm just not here for either of those so I think don't sign me up for this one but there have been so many ghost encounters that it is said that pretty much every person that went in on the tour had seen something or witnessed the paranormal the owner of the property was has said that they've seen so many ghost encounters to last them a lifetime like even after a lifetime that's how many they've seen according to texashillcountry.com like the article that i read off off of said that the owner quote and i literally copied and pasted this straight from their website but it says quote reports that if the lights are on at the nurse's station everything seems to be calm and he seems to be alone. However, if he turns off the lights, he has observed many individuals walking around. There are many that appear to be normal and could possibly be described as guests. However, there are many that look as if they are patients that belong in a hospital. Additionally, a staircase is kept closed off in the front of the building by the door with the pane of glass each evening it is said that it sounds as if there is tapping or like scraping on the glass pane. End quote. Isn't that creepy? Like that's just from the owner himself.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be there by myself. No, <laughs> but, I no. So. I would sell it. What do you mean? Well, yeah. I would keep it because you probably he probably makes really good money. But, like, I wouldn't hang out around there. Like, that yeah. wouldn't be somewhere I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to go there tonight. See how it's going. Yeah, there. like chicken on you ghostesses or whatever. Yeah. No, no, thank you. No. <laughs> but
0: that is the story of just the caretaker. Imagine all of the guests who have toured. Y'all should go look on Reddit and see the different stories of their experiences at this place. I love spooky th- scary things but I don't know if I would go here honestly especially reading some of these people's stories and I like I wanted to tell their stories but I wanted to tell their stories without taking out like different details of their story but some of them are so long that it's it would last us forever on here but I really want y'all to go and look on reddit and read their stories and then you would see like why it's so spooky But the hospital is closed to the public and you can only book tours to be able to actually go on the premises. I believe you can book them, book it by messaging their Facebook page called Yorktown Memorial Hospital. But yeah, that's pretty much everything about today's spooky episode. What did you think about it, Barb? I
1: thought it was good and I actually haven't heard of this place. And I'm not the one that will go and tour it because I'm a firm believer in taking away negativity and like Mm -hmm. negative vibes and negative spirits. And I don't want to bring that home with me. So I'm just going to talk about it, but I'm not going to do it.
0: (laughs) I will live through other people's experiences. I'm perfectly fine sitting here on my couch like I'm doing now.
1: (laughs) Yes. And guys, if you are like, into that type of stuff and you really go and tour one of these places that we are going to cover this month or you have been somewhere that maybe we didn't cover freaking tell us about it because we talk about y'all over the podcast you just never know yeah maybe you could come tell us the story on the podcast yourself so right let us know but yeah yeah. (laughs) I
0: don't know (laughs) we're not the same person but I know Y'all tune in to Barb's episode on Thursday to get yet another spooky episode. Follow us and tell us what y'all think on Facebook at Texas Chicks Who Talk Murder, Twitter at Texas Chicks Who with the number one, and Instagram at Texas Chicks Who Talk Murder with no spaces. Or you can even email us at TCWTM2021 at gmail.com. Also, please stay out of the dark places and watch your back because you never know who's lurking. Bye. Bye.